Good evening. I know that I already posted uh, a podcast of my message from this morning, but I always like to do at least one small thing uh, on nights that we don't have youth, so I'm just going to record something. Uh, I Congratulations if you're an Ohio State fan, well done. Uh, if you're a Cincinnati fan, sorry. Uh, if you're an IU fan, you're awesome. So that is arguably more important than the other, other two, but that's fine. Uh, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about hope and the concept, not the person. Um, but I wanted to talk about hope because I think sometimes that's the hardest thing to hold on to. Um, I have a quote, and this is from Nelson Mandela, who you've probably heard of. Uh, he uh, said, There is no passion to be found in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Which basically is saying, don't settle for just what's there. Don't settle for uh, just whatever is quickest, or most fun, or uh, short-term happiness, or whatever. Like, hold yourself to the standard of, I can do better, I can have better, I can have more. Um, and shoot for the stars in terms of what you're capable of living and what you're capable of doing. And I used Mandela's quote because in 1962, he was arrested and sentenced to life for going against apartheid in South Africa, which is a, a racist, a race, if you're not familiar with apartheid, it's a racist system, uh, segregation, kind of like America did uh, around the Civil War time and post. Um, well, actually, post-Civil War. But anyway, it's a seg segregated government. Um, it's obviously horrible in so many ways. Uh, and he essentially just stood against it. He was uh, leading a lot of people against it. A lot of people got arrested. He was kind of the face of it, got sentenced for life. He served until 1990. So that's 27 years, 28 years in prison uh, for doing nothing wrong, which sucks. And during that time, he had to hold on to his hope. He had to, to keep going or else he wouldn't have been able to keep living. Uh, as far as he knew, he would never get out, but his hope was for a better life for people that he loved. His hope was for a better life for his country, a better life for the world. Uh, and so he could have settled before that and been like, you know what, I'm just going to live in this and I'll move, I'll do something else. But he chose to fight for what he believed in. He chose to stand up for what he believed in and he continued going. Uh, and so when he was released in 1990, things started to get a little bit better there. Uh, but still, it was such a long road, and he just served 28 years in prison. So he could have been very angry and very bitter. And I'm sure that he felt those things because he's a human. But he also continued to fight for what he believed in. And the craziest part of this, and I think we, in history, you see different examples uh, of people who maybe serve prison time for things they shouldn't have, and then they get out and uh, are able to keep going. In 1994, four years after he was released, he becomes president of South Africa, which is nuts. He was the first black president, and this is a super racist country uh, at the time, or going up to that time. And so it's kind of like uh, if after the Civil War, like four years later, uh, a black person was elected president here. Now, obviously, we had a lot of issues in terms of laws and in terms of Jim Crow laws and in terms of how things went with segregation, even after slaves were freed, but it's an insane situation uh, where he still continued to fight, and he became president, and he served a long time. He lived much longer. Uh, if you've heard of the Mandela Effect, there are people that think he died in the 80s. He obviously did not. He wasn't even out of jail then, um, and that's kind of where you get like the 
different spellings of Berenstein Bears and whatever else. But regardless, uh, he became president. He continued to have hope. He continued to, to fight just to bring the country together uh, and, and to stand up again for what he believed in. And it all came down to the fact that he didn't give up his hope. And so how does that tie into you guys? Obviously, the hope stuff. But I think in our lives... Uh, we're asked to settle a lot. And obviously, when it comes to relationships, that's kind of one that comes up the most because people will say, hey, don't settle. Or, or you know, I've said, have a list of what you want in a husband or a wife and hold to that even for when you date. And I believe all that. But even in just our lives, sometimes we settle because maybe a subject is hard or because uh, a class is hard or because something that we really want, we just don't think we can go do it. And so we settle. And we kind of lower the bar for what our life could be. Uh, I know that as kids, pretty much everyone is told you can be anything. Now, obviously, most of us get a little older and realize, well, maybe not anything. Because, for example, let's say that you're about 5'10", and me, uh, you're not going to be an NBA player or any kind of professional athlete, especially at this point in my life. But that's not the point. The point is anything that you truly want, you can go for, you just have to keep pushing yourself and keep having standards and keep going and not settling. And Nelson Mandela is a wonderful example of that. Now, obviously, that is a huge thing that that uh, reached so many more people and helped so many more people and affected so many more people that, than just our life and where you go to college or, or what you do. But you can still have an impact on people, and that's important, and that's equally important. And so it all comes down to you having that hope, holding on to that hope, and continuing to, to go. Another quote that I, I saw was, hope is knowing, uh, hope is seeing the light even when you're surrounded by darkness. And sometimes we feel that. Sometimes everything is dark. Maybe not even term, in terms of evil, but maybe in terms of us failing, or us feeling bad, or uh, things being hard. Like I said, but hope is seeing that there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Hope is seeing that there's a chance to continue building and going forward. Um, it's understanding the Winnie Pooh quote that, that you're stronger than you believe you are because you're always going to see your own weaknesses far easier than anyone else does. You're going to focus on that because you know them and you know your mind and you know where you've messed up. Or that you're braver than you think you are because, again... We tend to focus, even the most confident of us, which is not me, but even the most confident of us, we tend to focus on our failures and we'll think about our successes. And some of you are really good at continuing to let things go and move forward, and that's awesome. But you still kind of can let yourself get beat down and think about those failures and allow that to hold you back. And then uh, just knowing that you're loved more than you think you are, because again, we are trained as humans, we're built as humans, however, to, to kind of think in terms of what we know the best, and we think of how we think, and we think of how uh, we're treated by the lowest common denominator and all of those different things. But, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not going to cut that out. But we also are able to feel and show great love, and that all ties into hope and the bravery and the strength, and all of that means that, that you are worth this. And I say a lot that you're worth it and that you're enough, and I say that because it's true and because it's not something that I believe in myself. And so I keep saying it to other people so that they will not have those issues, so that they will hold it. So know that you are loved. Know that you should and must continue to hope and have dreams. And even if you've had so many setbacks and even if you've had trouble and you have small steps and whatever else, hold on to that hope and have this big plan, this big hope, this big goal. Uh, plan for the best. 
or hope for the best and plan for the worst. That doesn't mean assume the worst is going to happen. It means that you're planning all the different things. Uh, one of the things when I'm counseling sometimes, I will say to people who, who struggle with seeing the worst-case scenario, jumping to the worst-case scenario, uh, if that's your natural inclination to jump to, well, this is what is going to happen, this is the worst thing that can happen, and it sucks, and this is just going to be the thing, uh, you're, it's hard, really hard to stop yourself from that, so kind of a good thing to do is to go ahead and, and allow yourself to think of the worst-case scenario, but then immediately think of what a best-case scenario is. And I'm not talking like a down uh, on yourself, like sad, oh, the best-case scenario is just the worst-case scenario. But no, I'm saying like force yourself to think of the best-case scenario. Uh, so, you know, say that you really want to get, uh, you, you're really, you have a big test coming up. Now, it's something that you maybe struggle with, but you've worked so hard and you've studied. And maybe, obviously, the worst-case scenario would be failing. And you feel like you're going to fail. You're worried. You're concerned. Even though you studied, you're like, what am I going to do? I don't think I can retain this. I don't think I can remember this. Well, force yourself immediately to think of the best-case scenario, which is obviously an A or a perfect score, however far you want to go. But you think of the best-case scenario, which is always possible also. It's equally possible to the worst case if you're doing your best. And then also think of a couple of middle-ground scenarios. Uh, now in tests, obviously that's a little easier because there's only five possibilities essentially. But in life, that can be a little trickier to think of, but do it. Like if you have this career in mind, or you have this college in mind, or you have this goal in mind, or just something in mind, and you keep thinking of the worst case, yeah, it, it happens. And we think that way. But stop yourself and think, you know what, what is the best case? And then you think that, and you actually think about what it is, and then you go, okay, so what are some other, maybe two or three, uh, one or two, however you want to do it, middle scenarios. So not the worst and not the best, but somewhere in the middle. And then just realize that any of those could happen. Uh, I would love to say the worst case is never going to happen, but it will sometimes. However, it's not the most likely. It's equally likely to the other ones. And if you're doing your best, that's all you can do. That's literally all you can do. So like Mandela, continue to have hope and continue to hold high standards for yourself and for your life and just continue to do your best. Um, and so that's pretty much, that's all I've got. And so next week, uh, we will be back in youth and we will have more information about the upcoming weeks and, and, and rise and everything. Uh, which is the 18th. So, like I said the other week, like it super, it doesn't super affect our schedule for youth. Uh, but you'll be able to come at five instead of five fifteen or five thirty for most of you already. And then we'll st get started at five thirty. There'll be meal in between then. Um, and also, I'll have information about communion, about communion, about confirmation coming up. And I'm not going to edit that either because I'm just going live. And so that is pretty much it. I hope everyone has a great Labor Day. I hope everyone has a great week. I hope that you continue to have hope and you continue to go forward and you continue to know that you are worth it. Bye.